PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What is going on, everybody? How are you doing? Thank you for pushing play, and thank you for downloading this episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. You guys want to do some shopping? Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessory, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, whatever you got. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there. But first, you guys know what to do. Go to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on the banner on my homepage. That'll direct you back to Rocky Mountain. And what that does, it gives us a slice of what you're purchasing, helps us out, keeps this thing up and moving, shows them that you like this show, that I'm not full of shit, that I'm trying to pitch my show to them, and I'm like, hey, it's a great show, and no one listens. It helps me out. So thank you for those people that have been doing that. I've been seeing it. I have a dashboard that I can look and see what you guys are purchasing. So thank you for the people that are actually doing that. I appreciate it a lot. FXRRacing.com. You guys want some gear? Gear is slowly getting back in stock. COVID has hurt the gear industry a lot. It has been helpful, but also very hurtful when people actually want to get some new gear. Lots of back orders, but they're being filled. They're coming in. The ships are finally coming in off, uh, God, offshore. I was at the beach not too long ago, and I saw tons of ships just waiting to get into port. Slowly but surely, we're going to have some uh, some gear here. But go to fxrracing.com. There's some new LE gear, LE Revo. I like uh, my favorite LE Revo right now is the blue and white. Really clean, and it goes with a lot of different color bikes, so... Use the code KKMX35. That saves you 30% off anything over at FXRRacing.com. That is a big discount. You're really not going to get that uh, discount anywhere else. Steve doesn't have that big of a discount, so suck it, Steve. FXRRacing.com. Go check it out. And get your suspension done. Get your oil change, your seals, your bushings over at Racetech.com. They do great work. Gold valves. Paul Feed is a wizard. Uh, just if you got the new Racer X with McAdoo on the front, by the way, go subscribe to Racer X. Twelve issues, thirty bucks. It's a pretty cool magazine. Lots of stuff that's in the magazines you can't see online. But I did a Paul Feed uh, KTM 350 build with Race Tech, and it's his son's bike. Um, basically, a dual sport bike. He wanted to go ride with his kid, and he built him a bike that they can go leave from the house to the vet track. Very cool build. You can go check that out over on racerxonline.com as well as the publication. But do yourself a favor. Get your stuff done. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you a discount code, get you in touch with those guys, and send you on your way down the trail or the road or the motocross track happier than you were before. So those are my, uh, my reads that I got for you guys right now. To the right of me was the best man at my wedding, <laughs> Greg Loop. Hello, all. How you doing? Very well. Uh, Greg, 
I brought Greg along for the ride today, so Greg is in studio with us today because uh, we could just have a podcast just about you. No. That'd be no, great. Push no. that mic a little bit closer to your mouth. How's this? There you go. Perfect. Um, I'm, not, I'm not pushing. I'm really used to pushing stuff close to my mouth. <laughs> I like, this is why I like Greg. See this? His humor is like mine, so we get along just fine. Greg came along because today this show is about 2021 YZ450FX versus... 2021 Kawasaki 450X. Not so much a shootout, but we're going to compare bikes, um, see which bike did what better than the other, who those bikes are for. And I brought Greg because Greg recently, well, not even recently, a year ago almost, damn near, uh, retired from the Sheriff's, uh, Sheriff's Department, San Bernardino County, and 33 years. Yes, sir. And... You were you rode a lot with me early on, but then you had some responsibilities, and you got it kind of clipped from the dirt bike side for a while. Yes, um, as you go up in rank, mm-hmm. there's lesser and lesser of you, and the responsibility becomes more. Right, as far as caring for additional deputies, detectives, and stuff like that. You were the captain of the San Bernardino SWAT. Yes, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department SWAT team. And how many years were you there before you retired? Because you were in SWAT at the beginning. Yeah, at different at different ranks. So right. I was there as an operator, as a two-striper, a corporal, detective in our, well, that's not my department anymore, but in, in the department. Uh, later on as a frontline supervisor, mm-hmm. sergeant. Yep. And then they uh, lost their minds and they brought me back as the commander. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was good times. Right. I worked. You have so many good stories. Like, <sighs> I remember when I first met you, not to get on a tangent, but like when I first met you, you were telling me stories about going into some raiding someplace. And, and if you can imagine some guy telling you a story and he's like dropping down, pointing <laughs> the gun, like you were just so animated with the stories. I was like, dude, this guy is on it right now. Well, I'm on it. Was that pre workout? No, it's it's being uh, Italian. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm very expressive. Yeah, my that was family good. was like that, and uh, yeah, when I'm just a little insane, also. So it, that helps. Uh, no wonder we're friends. Yeah, I know, right? right. Um, but yeah. the reasons why you're here, I feel like you are the average guy. I am for these kind of bikes. Like you like to go moto with me. Mm-hmm. You like to go ride off road. You would like to have a bike that blends those together. Absolutely. Um, you don't have. You're not made of money. No, I'm not. You got a retirement, and Correct. you got to save the pennies. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to pick up a motorcycle, you want something that can handle both loads. Correct. Easy with uh, after dark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Hey, uh, um, yes, but absolutely. You, I mean, you want the best of both worlds. You're not right. made of money. I wish I had a full blown. You know, because around here at Glen Helen, we race GPS. You right. okay? Yeah. Um, which you kill every time you go out there at Glen Helen, whatever. Because I live there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also, also, we live in God's country in the high desert, right. and you know, home of. You, Ricky Brabeck, Larry Rossler, I mean, the greats, okay? Ty Davis. Ty Davis. Oh, my God. Ty Travis Davis. Preston. Travis Preston, Andy Jefferson. Andy Jefferson. Oh, my God, the bro show. A lot I of mean, talent comes from the high depth. Oh, my God. We breed it. I, well, well if, easy if you're not, with if, the breeding, pal. If you're not on drugs, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're riding a dirt bike. You're not on drugs knocking girls up. You're riding dirt bikes. Correct. So I correct. chose the latter. 
I rode dirt bikes. Absolutely. And you do that fairly well. Fairly. Okay. Getting yeah. older. Well, shit. Um, but you have in your garage a, a 2005 CRF 450R. Correct. Right. Yes, and that was the last bike I bought. That was the last um, bike you actually purchased. Yes, with my own money. Right. Um, I was, you know, like I said, um, my trajectory within the department was getting uh, promoted, and I had these people that were ahead of me in rank talking to me about my responsibilities now to the team. Mm-hmm. And everything is about the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you figure, you know, rounds coming down range in a hallway, and you got a bond. You you better be there. Um, you balk once and leave a man alone in a gunfight. Right. Yeah. You you're not there very long. Right. And and hopefully you make it out um, alive. I'm not getting over dramatic, but no, it, and mean, I'm just talking about the teammates. Right. You don't do that. Right. You you better have your um your, Dude, you, your affairs in order. Right. You were in the Dorner. Case? Yes. You were up there in Big Bear hunting yes. that motherfucker down. Yeah, that that worthless piece cowardice of piece of shit. Right. Yes. Um. You were there's another. There's so many stories that Greg has. So, in our household, Greg's probably the toughest dude we know, but also one of the Sorry. very the <laughs> nicest guys that I have come across. Like he'll do anything for you if I'm in a bind. Heather and I. I mean, when Heather and I had our accident in Vegas or coming to Vegas when we hit that guy head on. And, and killed the guy. Well, you're the, you're the first guy we called at four yes. in the morning. You came out, picked us up because they had to tow everything out. Correct. So, um, Greg is uh, a guy that wants to get back into the sport. Um, I wouldn't say you totally left because you would go ride with me. You're on the borrow uh, hook a homie up program with the bikes, right? Yeah, and on the low, and you never published it because right. let's face it, a lot of people. I don't know why, but they love you. Oh, but, but they also listen to you. They follow you, um, and and it sounded so you don't want your shit out there in case I, you get I, in trouble i couldn't because we do live right. in god's country of riding san Rio county up in the high des um and our sheriff was a former off-road racer he raced desert actually okay. he grew up up here um i don't know if he listens to the podcast but he has you know who does who? the retired chief of la uh, no who was the L.A. County guy? Uh, I'm looking right at him. Yeah, great dude. Uh, God, I feel horrible that I don't Big know Big dude, that. black mustache. Of course, uh, oh, okay, I just uh, described about 90% of the cops. We'll think of it. You'll, it'll come to you later. Yeah, great guy. But, yeah, but they, he they'll talk. But he listens. He's, he rides dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. He, he's good friends with Ryan Dudak. You know Dudak? Oh, yeah, great so, guy. So he was in Dudak's wedding. Um, you're 210 pounds? Uh, yeah, I put on a couple pounds since I retired. Yes, I, I'm 210. 5'11"? 6? 5'11 I was 6, but all the crushing weight and stress. I guess, no, I'm just getting old and I'm shrinking. So. Um, and what would you classify yourself at as, uh, as a rider? When, B, a B-level rider? Well, when you had me training, when I was still riding and I was actually still racing, at, you know, police Olympics and different stuff like that. And sometimes you'd take me out to a GP. I could enter into an intermediate class. Right. Um, I wasn't winning right. intermediate. No, I'm not that guy. Right. Um, but so, I, I could hang. I, right. wa- I wasn't kind of held my head high, you know, but I was just having fun. How long have you been riding? My whole life type yeah. thing? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think 
I got a Honda 50 when I was like seven, eight years old. Started yeah. started late, you know. I mean, yeah. it's and they were basket cases. Uh, you were down in Fontucky, Fontana, Fontana, Fontucky. You rode what track did you go to back in the day? Back in the day, it was Corona Raceway for Corona me. Raceway. Uh, Ascot. Uh, no Riverside, Riverside Raceway, which is now a mall. I mean, they're they're all gone now. Right. Uh, but raced high school motocross for uh, Fohai, Fontana High School. Um, in the eighties, I graduated 81, so I'm ancient. Um, but race there, Corona, that was always fun. Friday night, uh, the, the top dogs then were Rex Staten. Oh boy. Okay. And he was not in high school when he was racing pro. And I remember he would come out and he would start, he was so fast. They would start him backwards on the starting line. Oh shit. And the, the pros would take off. He would have to spin the bike around, but boom, hit the starting gate and he would run him down. He was amazing. And what a, you know what? You he was hear, gnarly, dude. He was gnarly, but what a humble, good man. But you didn't want to jack with him, dude. He'd beat some Oh, ass. no. No, he would, he would, fight. he would hurt you. Yeah. He would, he would hurt you. He could box. Yeah. I remember, so I, I grew, I grew up racing desert, obviously. And yes. he was, at that time, he transitioned into Heron Hounds and Grand Prix. Correct. And he always had these purple KX500s look like dog shit. Yes, that was kind of his thing. The purple anodized uh, Purple rims. checkers because he was a checker. He was a checker when he raced off-road, right. correct. And I was like, oh, God, this guy's gnarly because he just looks like a gnarly son of a bitch. And he would pin it. Yep. Like, he would win. He would beat some fast, fast dudes, and he was older at the time, right? Yes. So, uh, so you grew up around dirt bikes. You still want to ride. We talked about this today, so... I brought Greg along because I feel like you guys can relate to him. So it's not just me telling you what I think about these two bikes. Greg, I think, could really benefit from a hybrid type of motorcycle. And what I've kind of figured out um, over the years, these aren't a true 50-50 machine. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I think the KX is more 60-40, 60% uh, moto. And then 40% off-road. And then, for me, uh, I would say the YZ is more um, 40% moto, 60% off-road. That's where we differ. But then again, not because you're sitting here and I'm trying to blow you, but he, the Yamaha, okay, the Kawasaki, you and I are on... Well, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna we're gonna bring that in here. Correct. In a we're on the same page. Yeah. But the Yamaha is fifty fifty for me. Okay. It truly is. And 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 I'm not even. I I almost agree with you. The only reason why I said sixty uh, forty is because okay. I feel like there's more off road specific things done to this bike versus the Cowie. The Cowie. We'll start up by explaining the, these bikes right now. The Cowie has an okay. I should say KX four fifty X has an 18-inch rear wheel, a kickstand, softer uh, valving specs in the suspension, um, also ECU changes, and that's it. That's it. Otherwise, it's exactly the same as a KX450 Moto version. The engine, same. Uh, Ergos, same. So gas tank, fuel tank, same. Reading these numbers down to you guys, the fuel tank is 1.64 gallons on the KX. It's 9,600 bucks, and it weighs full of fuel, 246 pounds. Now, moving on to the YZ450FX, the YZ 
host of changes in 2021. We're talking about it's got a different frame. It's got some internal um, motor changes, lots of changes towards the YZ direction. So as per normal, Yamaha does, they'll make changes to the YZ, uh, maybe like they will in 2022. We don't know yet. And then the following year, the FX, maybe also the WR, will adopt those YZ chassis and engine changes. Okay? So this year, Yamaha really revamped this FX. And if you guys listen to the WR podcast, I really enjoyed what they did to the WR. I had a great time, and I wish you would have rode the WR. It was a little bit friendlier. Honestly, and not to jump ahead of this podcast, but almost felt like the WR was lighter feeling than the FX, which doesn't make sense to me on paper, but when I wrote it, that's how it felt. Um, So, YZFX 2.16 gallon tank versus a 1.6 on the YZ. 9700 bucks, and it weighs in full of fuel, which we figured out one gallon equals 6.3 pounds, 254-pound motorcycle, full of fuel. So some of that weight, that extra weight from the Yamaha, is from having one gallon more of fuel versus the Kawasaki. So this is the reasons why I'm saying if you guys are trying to make a decision out there on what I want to buy, you have to know who you are. Are you yes. – I, I didn't even ask you this. What are you? Give me the ratio of what your perfect scenario would be if you had a bike ratio versus moto to off-road. Well, right now. Right now. Okay, I'm, um, in a month, I'm going to be 58. Right. Okay. Um, okay shape. My cardio is in the toilet. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to help me with that on the bicycles and right. mountain bikes. But uh, I'm trying to get back into it, you know, but being a grandfather now and having a family, it kind of takes its toll. So I'm working up to it. So, but, so I got some work to do. Right. With, and, and lately here, you know, in the last couple of years when I could sneak out to ride with you and my, my sheriff wouldn't find out I was riding. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. Uh, Um, I've been riding the Yamaha a lot. Right. And I'm not known to be a Yamaha guy. You know this. Well, I fucked you a few years ago on that. I, well. I, I told you. <laughs> what year? 02? 03. 03. Oh, my God. 03, 450? Was it a 426? No, 450. 450. Four I told you to buy that because I thought oh, it was good. my God, Christopher. And it was fun, but it was a fucking lot of motorcycle. It was insane. The, brutally fast. Brutally. It, it was just brutal. And... So you have this in your head, right? Yeah, I have this in my head, and I've had bikes my like I said my entire life, and I've had multiple right. bikes, multiples. M- multiples, multiples, and um, th- that Yamaha, the first worst bike I ever owned was an '84 CR four five hundred two stroke. Oh, it was, it, yeah, frame broke. It was horrible. It was like hodgepodge together. The second worst bike was that 03. I am not lying. And I've had probably, I've had well north of 20 bikes. Right. That so I it took you a little while to build up confidence enough, like, hey, man, this actually thing's pretty good. Yeah, and I and I pushed back cause, because. And I think, what, 2000, I mean, you started riding the Yamaha 2020. That was the new generation frame. So you right. liked that bike. Yes, I actually did. Right. Um, and I, I, you pushed me towards it, and you said, just trust me. And I said, uh, look, uh-huh. look, look. Track the, record's not good, Yeah, bro. track record's not good, brother. Uh-huh. You know, and so I got on it, and I, I have to say, um, 
I was not unbiased. I was biased. Mm-hmm. I was. I, I was full of hate. Right. <laughs> full of <laughs> because I didn't get a lot of time to ride. Right. And when I when we rode and we get the group up here, whether we are in God's country up here on our turn track and right. in l- beloved Honda Valley, I, I, I don't I want it to be a good yeah. ride because I may get an hour, two hours, and then you won't see me for another month. Yeah. Um, now, you want to have a good time when you I ride. I want to have a good time. Right. Um, I'm not going to set any records. Uh, we get Cody Shock out here. Of course, he's going to pass us, but he's a humble kid, right. and he'll stay behind you. He won't punch you. He's a he's a good young man. But um, yeah, I don't want to be in anybody's way. You know, I'm the first one to jump off the track. I realize I'm I'm not in shape, so um, I really push back on the Yamaha, and I have to say that you know, if it, you were going to put like yeah your, your ratio on it. Moto to off-road. Right now, you, one of these bikes is going to be yours. How much you ride in moto, how much you ride in off-road? Here's the deal. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll ever compete again. I know. That's fine. You don't have to. I'm just well, saying. Well, I'm, I'm just, this is how I'm coming up with my percentage. Okay. Um, you know, I love moto. Um, I have other responsibilities now in life. Uh-huh. Um, I would love to do a GP with you. I'd love to race with you. You know, go yeah. out to Glen Helen, you know. And and just give it the old college try again, but realistically, it's going to be practice day moto for me, mm-hmm. and off road. Okay, we're going to off road, and we're coming out here, and but we're still motoing out here in the des. Right. Um. So it, I don't know how to break that down. It's going to be forty sixty, mm-hmm. forty moto, um, sixty trail, or fifty fifty. Right. So getting, I still feel like you ride moto more. Than we would off road. Correct. I mean, we're not going to Ricky. We're not going to Ricky Brabeck the shit out of yeah. this. We're not doing that. Sixty percent of the year is a fucking hellhole here. It's yeah, hot I, as, agreed. It's hot agreed. As balls. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. August is hell on earth here. Right. So yeah, we're going to be at the river. Yeah. Um, but so you you would you'd be a little bit more moto than off road. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my background. Right. And and me. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be, I'm straight up honest with you guys, I'd probably be 80-20. I'd be 80% moto, 20% uh, off-road. I had a great time today. Laughing at me. And I love riding off-road. It's just I'm so busy with moto yeah. tests that I don't get out enough. And then once I'm out doing off-road trails, I have a great time. It's relaxing to me. It's, I don't have to worry about lap times, pushing it, hitting bumps a certain way. Like I'm just out here having a good time. So, Agreed. Um, getting to do these tests and trying to dive into you, the consumer that's listening to this, is fun for me because I'm trying to put myself in your guys' shoes and saying, you know what, I'm here to have a good time just like you. I want to be able to go for these two, three, four-hour rides and enjoy my motorcycle. Have some laughs, and we all tell jokes. and Right. Yeah, it's all good. Um, all right, so let's break these engines down. Let's... Uh, so what we're going to do here, we're going to talk about, me and him will banter back and forth about what we like, dislike about the engine. Um, so I'll start. So for me, the YZFX engine is a tractor. That's how I can put it. You can, it, it lugs very well. It has a heavier crank feel. Um, I like that there is a map switch that I can change my map if it's too aggressive, if it's not enough. I have that right there. Boom, boom. I can change it. And what we did today, uh, Yamaha has these pre-programmed maps that you can load from their website to your phone. 
to the Yamaha Power Tuner app and then into your bike, right? So we had a stock map. Obviously, we're all zeros on your Yamaha Power Tuner app. And then we had a hard, uh, hard pack map, which is smoother. So we went back and forth on that today, and I like the fact that I can go on some of these trails that are a little bit uh, square edgy, uh, shiny, loose, because it's obviously getting hot in Southern California, not a lot of moisture. If you guys are back east and have some greasy conditions, this will also help you as well. So I like that that is available to me. I like that uh, I don't really have to think about this engine that much. It just kind of is, I can roll the throttle on, it'll get up things, Uh, I can cover the clutch, the clutch is strong, I like the clutch engagement, and there's not a lot of negatives for me besides the heavy crank inertia engine braking feel. There's a lot of that for me there, which is good and bad. Um, Moving on to the Kawasaki, freer feeling to me. Super connected to the rear wheel. It is so, oh, man. (laughs) I don't talk enough about Kawasaki's, honestly, but when I get on a 21 KX450 or I'm getting on this 450X, the engine is so nice and easy to ride. Yes, it's not super powerful. It's not this exciting engine that you get up from a YZFX or or a YZ or even a Honda. But what it does is it gets the power to the ground, makes it easy for the rider to uh, lug. Because when you have a free-feeling engine, you don't think of it as it being a lugging engine. You usually want a tractor-style engine, a la FXYZ, right? That'll get you up a lot of things lugging it, third gear. You're a third gear guy. I'm a third gear guy. We experienced this today. Yeah, and I beat the crap out of the clutch. Right. So... This KX has a blend of this lightweight crank feel and lugability. It's amazing. And the muffler looks like dog shit, but the sound is really nice. It sounds quiet. It sounds really um, muffled, but yet you have this broad spectrum of power and lugability that you wouldn't normally think would happen with the lightweight crank mass feel of the engine. So those are my comparisons. Greg? Let's start off by saying you did not like a KX450. I let you ride one. You're like, I'm out. I don't want to ride it. Leave. Don't. I don't want to ride it. Correct. We'll go backwards. So I'm going to start with the KX. Yeah. Um, never had a bad KX experience in my life, mm-hmm. and I've had a few of them. I've and like I tell you, and you think I'm crazy. I love KX500s. Yeah. Put a flywheel weight on that thing and a great clutch. Oh yeah, all day long. Right. I I love the bike. Um, had I've had a few of them. Um, KX250s. Perimeter frames, the old steel ones, one of the best bikes I've ever owned. And I've had 20, 25, 27 bikes in my life. And uh, it was a 93KX250, um, had Paul Theed Race Tech gold suspension on it okay. back in the day, yep. uh, FMF pipe, and I was racing the shit out of that thing. And I love that bike. I should have never gotten rid of it. It was that good. Then I got a 98 and it wasn't as good as that 93. So I started venturing off and experimenting with other bikes. Uh, I even lost my mind for a while and was on a Hoosaberg. And I, I oh, threw, you screwed geez, <laughs> I threw so, I'm glad I didn't know you then. Uh, I threw so much money at that thing. And it was when they first came out. But wow. But that kind of, it kind of it was reminiscent of the KX500 for me, the big power. And, and I know you tell me I'm lazy, but I'm old and I'm out of shape for riding. But, uh. I, I abuse the clutch. Okay. So, 
getting back to the Kawasaki, uh-huh. um, for me, it felt lively. I liked the power band. The Kawasaki surprised me in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was freer revving for me. Yep. And um, although I stalled it a couple of times and you got some good laughs out of it, it was feet off the pegs a couple of times. <laughs> uh, the sucker's quick. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not arm jerking. It's nothing that's going to. Um, and that was your complaint with the Moto version was that it was jerky. Yes. I, yeah, I didn't like it. I, Which I, I, I agree with you because sometimes that Kawasaki, the KX, the Moto version was a little bit jerky in the corner and it would upset the corner for me. And well, that's exactly what happened to me. Remember? Right. And I was, I went and I know I'm not comparing the the orange bike, but we were all out for the, was it the New Year's ride? Yeah. When we had everybody up here and the chocolate dirt. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could go on and I on with the ruts. Days. I miss it. But I started off on the SXF right. KTM. And right. you know how my affinity for the steel frame, right. I like the flex. I don't like the rigidity of most aluminum frames. Mm-hmm. It It's because I'm out of shape. My hands go numb. And that's a whole other story. So, anyways... I'm on the KTM, we're railing ruts, and everybody's having a good time before we go on our New Year's Eve ride, right? Right. Or New Year's Day ride. And you're like, in typical you, you're trying to pull me out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I just want to choke you, and you put me on this KX. Right, try it. And I am sorry. Can I drop an F-bomb? Yeah, do it. It was a fucking pile of shit in my guesstimation. Okay. You can tell how mad I am. I get on it, and this thing is the front end is climbing out of the rut uh-huh. that you ate, and all the guys Paul made. We worked Herbinos. hard on. Yeah, you worked hard, and I'm that guy blowing out the ruts. Yeah, come on, man. Like I know it's a piece of shit, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm trying. You're just saying, well, just stay with it, just stay with it, yeah. and I would. Get the bike settled in the rut. I would try to roll it on, and the some bitch would climb. And and I didn't have a good time. I did not have a good time. You put me back on the KTM, and what happened? You're good. You were like, yeah, dude, different rider. It's in your head, and I'm thinking, no, it's yeah. it's between my legs. Hey, so hey, so um, anyways, I said, is there some way we can fix the power delivery? Because yeah. on the KTM, I like big, broad, smooth power, smooth, but big, yeah. broad. Yeah. And if I need a hit, I got the clutch. Right. I got the shift lever. I'll downshift. Right. And I'll make that happen. But I'm an old man, and I want smooth. Smooth uh-huh. is better. Right. Okay? So today, right. you put me on this Kawasaki, and I, I'm sorry. And it's a whole I, different world, right? Yes, but I know I was wrong because I had a preconceived notion. Uh-huh. Um, driving over here, I was MFing you the whole way. Uh-huh. You're, you're my best friend. And, uh-huh. and uh, I was not... You're not stoked on it. I was not stoked on you. Right. Because you're forcing me to ride this hunk of shit in my in right. my humble opinion. Right. I get on it and I'm quickly uh proven wrong. This bike is good. Yeah. It is really good. It's lively. Um I didn't feel um as pushed to control the bike, whether now, Grant, we weren't riding. We hit some ruts today, yeah. but it wasn't a ruddy moto. Basically, track. for you guys listening out here, our trails that we hit today are hill climbs, um, rocky. rocky, bony, yes, um, trails with underground rocks, loose rock, and then flowy single track up and down hills, tighter in little canyons. Um, basically, typical um, Southern California conditions. 
nothing too technical, crazy. Um, bone, but just, bone dry today. It was pretty dry yeah, today. Dry and and some yeah. bony areas, yeah. but we're not trying to go do a hard enduro or anything like oh, that. Oh, oh God, no, no. This is like more that. and and let me just tell you this: these are not green stickered motorcycles. These are closed course motorcycles. They don't have spark arresters. Uh, there's no emissions stuff on them like the WR. So you would have to race them in a Grand Prix environment, or if you're going to go race them in an off-road race, you of course have to go to a spark arrestor. Blah 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 blah. But you know, we went and did some illegal riding today, which is always the best kind of riding. And I can say that now because I no longer wear a badge. Right. My son may be listening, and he'll come <laughs> arrest me. But I don't know. But getting back to the Kawasaki, it was it surprised me. I had fun. Um, it's it's a good bike. It's it's easy to ride, right? It's super super easy to ride. Everything worked well. Nothing fell off it. Um, what now, about the Yamaha? Now going back. Now going to the Yamaha. Um, like I said earlier, that's the last few years when I could sneak out. Right. That's what you rode. That's what I rode. Um, that and the KTM. And um, wow. Um, it's it's like an old friend. You know. I mean, I got on it, and it does nothing stupid. The power is broad and linear um and again i can serve up the power where i want the hit mm-hmm. and and i like that right um now would you say the yamaha is more lively down low than the kawasaki for me no okay yeah i i mean now you, so ride, you think you have more rpm response low end rpm response with the cowie yes it, it feels livelier okay. zingier however you want to it feels freer. So um, more exciting of a character yes. on the green bike. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. The blue bike is, it's for me, it's smooth. I mean, if I want to hit, I just downshift it, right. fan clutch, and oh, yeah, and she, she goes. Right. But the Yamaha is, um, it for me and my old ass, it, it, it takes care of you. Okay. Um, it's not ricocheting off stuff. Right. It's, it feels planted, and it goes where I want it to go purposefully. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, and I control the RPM. I like that. Do you like the map switch Had, when you experimented with that today? Did you? Could you tell the difference between the maps? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just not there for, for show. Right. I mean, but. So light on today was hard pack map, and light Correct. off today was stock. Correct. So which one did you like the most? I liked the stock. Okay. I really did. I liked the stock because of the rocks and stuff. And yeah, you know, and I and I and let's face it, I got tired. Yeah. I started getting tired. This we is rode. all good though because this is what normal guys are buying this bike. Yeah. You're not having these top level dudes. I mean, they do buy them bike buy these bikes, but like these are the guys that work their balls off all week. Going to go to the moto track on Saturday, and I'm going to go hit some trails with my homies on Sunday. This is what these bikes are meant for, right? Correct. Um. You're going to get tired. Hello. Hello. Dirt bikes. Yeah. Unless you're a professional athlete and pumping some PEDs, I mean, the shit's going to, you're going to hit the fan sometime. It's going to be, you're going to get tired. So I like, I I agree with you on the fact that Yamaha is like a tractor, dude. It's just. Yeah. But, but don't think of a tractor as being in the field going slow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's, it's, it's sturdy. It, and it. It, but it turns. It doesn't plow through shit. Right. It could if you wanted to, I suppose. Oh, you plowed through um, some shit today. Yeah. Okay. Thanks you, for giving me up, you pal. You exploded some bushes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know what? So, engine to engine. It took care of me. So it did ahead. take care of you. Yes, it did. Engine to engine. Let's just categorize this. Which one do you like best? <sighs> See, yeah. 
the Kawasaki, I have to say, really surprised me how good I'm going to break these down here later on the show. Okay. Oh, well, so, so, engine, you're going with what? KX or YZ? Um, damn. I'm going to go... Uh, well, this is off-road. Now, these things are meant to be almost like a hybrid mm-hmm. moto yep. off-road. So, off-road today, I, <laughs> I would say the Yamaha. Okay. You're going to go gray, Yamaha. I'm going to go KX because okay. I've ridden both these in moto. Yeah. And I like the power of the KX because I'm more connected. It's linear. I can get on the gas sooner. Now, I'm going to say KX for MX, for motocross, for MX. Okay. That well, is you got, my... You got to have one. What are you going to go with? Dude, just go straight for the juggler. <laughs> what is up with you? Come on, let's do it. My God. We're going to give you. We're going to give you the, the, is the, it, the is YZ. It, is it... <laughs> Is it too late to take off this head? I'm, no, just, well, I'm walking you're out. In. You're already in. Don't make me call Heather on you. Now we're uh, going to go somewhere with that. <laughs> I don't want her in here. I don't need her in here. <laughs> All right. So yeah, That girl's got an opinion. Oh, she, <sighs> she scares me. She's national Heather is in effect. Oh, my God. Yeah, no more Loretta Lynn's. I can't do it with you. Uh, you're on your own. I'm cutting you. That's sad. Aiden's going to be sad if you can't. <laughs> Aiden needs you. Uh, okay, we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about bike. Sorry to cut this podcast a little short right now, but we got commercials. We'll be right back with the fun, the bantering, and, of course, all of the information on the Kawasaki and Yamaha right after these messages. Hang on tight. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, 
You got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible and so do power motorsports hit them up powermotorsports.com guess what we're back it's the greg and chris show hey everybody yamaha yz 450fx versus kx 450x here we go uh chassis feeling okay so for me between the two uh the kx feels lighter obviously agreed uh, side to side movement i can cut down there's some zigzag trails that we went down today i can uh pivot the bike from the rear end a lot easier with the kawasaki um i can brake gas pivot you know if you guys know what i'm talking about you come into a bull berm you use the rear brake pivot and then get on the gas it kind of swings around easier um side to side movement lean angle for me is made easier chassis comfort going over rocks and bony rocky shit in the trail I feel less of the trail with the Kawasaki's frame. 
then I do the YZ. I like the YZ if I'm pushing harder. If I'm trying to push and be more performance-based, the YZ gives me a better feeling. We're almost opposite, almost. Okay. With the KX, it felt um, lighter, more reactive to hits on the trail. Um, I'm not going to say squirrely. I mean, anybody that has owned, any of those older guys have owned a, an 85 CR252 stroke and the head shake that thing had and how squirrely it was, you know exactly what I'm meaning. It's not to that point. Right. The KX, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I felt more of the trail, uh, felt more of the deflections off stuff. Uh, it was more lively mm-hmm. on the trail. So I would kind of relate that to, I haven't been on the motocross track on one yet. We will, but with the Yamaha, um, and it's not like they have a tank, but it stayed stable. Mm-hmm. I could go through rocks. I, I had no fear. There was no head shake. There was no deflection. I mean, that thing took care of me. The Yamaha absolutely took care of me today. Let's relate that to, let's just blend this in the suspension too, because I feel like some of that feeling that you have, Okay. is due to, I feel like the KX suspension is soft. I agree. So yes. I feel like you being 210 pounds. And I'm a fat ass. I'm yeah. 170 pounds. I don't feel, I feel like it's not quite as bad for me as it is for you. So I think you're already low in the stroke. Uh, you're already kind of in that harsh part of the travel. So you're maybe getting more deflection. I feel like if it was sprung for you, bringing it up a little bit will get you out of that area. Let's do it. But for me... Um, yeah, it's hard to beat Yamaha, KYB, SSS stuff. So good. So good. And I mean, and I'm traditionally not a Yamaha guy. Right. But, man. Blasting into those, some G, you know how we go from uh, hill to hill and in between those pockets? Yes. There's these holes and G outs. When I hit those, those pockets at speed, the Yamaha has a better straight line stability feel. Yes, very versus well when I go to the KX, it it lo- it it un it loads and then unloads me and then kicks me. Correct. Like I feel like the suspension is created um, for a a, a a lighter rider slash slower guy than myself. The target, I guess, whenever the R and D team built that stuff. Absolutely. Um, if you are a little bit more aggressive, I feel like with some spring changes, little valving changes, it. It's a whole different bike. Right? I would like to ride it then because it, it was yeah. – you had some good laughs watching me today. Yeah. Yeah, getting bounced off the You're track. pinball wizard. <laughs> Dude, I was like ricochet rabbit. I was bouncing off shit on the trail through yeah. the through the pucker bushes. Um, and, you know, and some of it was me. I was getting tired, let's face it. I, you know, I mean, I, I got to get back in shape, riding shape. But the bike, um, for me, the, the green bike uh-huh. – Felt way, way, way livelier. Okay. okay the, now the power band, that's 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 good. Yeah. It still had some meat in it. Right. And it was lively. It was fun. Uh-huh. It was fast. It was a, it was a pleasant surprise for me. I haven't ridden a Kawasaki in years. But being the pinball wizard off those big ass rocks and some of those big drops out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got quite the show today. It did. Um. But with the Yamaha, I said, give me the Yamaha, and that that blue baby, that girl. Yeah. I mean, she just took care of me. I mean, it was like. Damn. And, and people you. always talk shit on weight of bikes. Oh, you know, you look at MXA, like, ah, KTM is so light, and it look, it's so much better. That's not necessarily always the truth, okay? Yeah, 
awesome, lightweight, cool. But with less weight, becomes a little bit more unstable. Okay, and you add weight, maybe I can't corner as good, but straight line stability goes up. Yes. Because you're planted. You can feel the knobbies working into the ground more than you can the cowie. I would agree with that at times, where when I lit off the throttle, I feel more of my rubber onto the dirt than I do the Kawasaki. The tire contact patch on the Yamaha feels wider in the front. In the rear, the Kawasaki has a better feeling to me. Okay, see, that's now that's, that's you. That's style of my riding. That's style of your riding. That's you, you know, not because I'm on your podcast or anything, because, you know, we have some real conversations, but that's you being a pro. Right. That you be. I don't feel that unless right. I have a tire go away on me right. in a turn. That's that's where I would feel it. See, you feel shit differently than I do. Okay. Um, now, um, now, would you feel like, I guess... The Yamaha FX, do you think that suspension, just how it is, is comfortable enough for you just to ride it? Off-road, oh, yeah. Even at my weight? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I felt I didn't feel squirrely. I haven't had it on a on track yet. Right. But um, off-road, absolutely. But you even have, you, I mean, in essence, you have because the F has been on the track with you. Correct. And it's been stock suspension. You were amazed. I remember you telling me, like, I can't believe how good the stock stuff is, and I'm 200 pounds. Yeah, but it's still the same as what's on uh, this. That's a different, a little bit different valve in Okay. Yeah, so. but yeah, but the F is, I mean, I like I told you before, and I, you know, I've, I've even told Travis, I, you know, I mean, seriously, the, the Yamaha, it hasn't changed in a lot of years, a few years. Yeah. It's still so good. Yeah. You know, it's very good, and even with the changes, the updated frame changes that Yamaha has has made has made it um, a little bit has made more rigidity in a good way to help create a lighter feel, to help create uh, a better side to side movement, and as well as to keep straight line stability. That was important to them. When that they was huge it. today. Well, that was huge today yeah. with the rocks and how dry and bony it was, and yeah. being on trails I've never been. You've took me on trails today that I've never been on. Well, yeah. I'm not sure all of them were completely legal, but we had a good time. Yeah. But that bike, absolutely, I felt, even as tired as I was, it would get me back home. That right. bike took care of me. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about, for me, uh, going back-to-back with these motorcycles, which is really cool and really nice to do because you could feel, at least for me, how big and how different the Yamaha feels compared to a Kawasaki. I get on a Kawasaki, ergos feel nice. I like where the bars are. Um, it feels narrow. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. I went on, you know, we, I rode for 30, 45 minutes on the Cowie. Went up some sand hills. Um, and I, I guess I forgot to mention that too. Going up these hills, there's some big sand hills by, by where we ride. And you got to get a third gear on the gas for a long time, and you have to lean far forward so you don't loop out up these big sand hills. Wide open. And the Cowie and Yamaha are very similar to me, but I had more rear-wheel traction on the Cowie, and it was less work for me to get up on the Cowie than the Yamaha. So you just went up on the Yamaha. Correct. And you, you made it fine once you realized i got to lean the fuck forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not willing, because yeah, willing up a big hill, that, that right. was not cool. Um, but when I'm when I'm moving around on the bikes, you can and I, I really understand some of you guys say email and say, Oh, Kiefer, it's a blue pig, it's fat. 
Yes, I would agree with you into a certain extent. Like when you get on it, it takes some time to get used to it again. Like when I did this today, back to back, rode the cowie for a little bit. I was like, hey, give me the Yamaha. I was like, oh shit. I feel that I feel like I'm on top of the, the bike girth. more. The yeah. girth of yes. it, the weight took me a five, ten minutes, and then I'm back at home again. I'm okay. Yes. It just takes me a little while to get adjusted. The cowie. When I go from the Yamaha to the Cowie, it takes me no time. Like, I am good. Like, I feel good. It's light, narrow, and I'm okay. So I will say that um, getting used to the bikes, if there was a category there, Kawasaki was easier to get along with sooner than the Yamaha. Agreed. Because we have uh, a past um, relationship with the Yamaha. Right. And it comes back to you. But, yeah, jump on the Kawasaki was... You know, those older guys raced two strokes back then. It was like jumping, almost jumping on it. It had to com- compare something. Yeah. Um, it was very free, thin feeling. Um, now, granted, with that, like I said, um, it kind of had a little bit of a ricochet. It didn't stay as planted uh-huh. going in a straight line or, you know, bouncing off rocks and stuff. But with the Yamaha, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was really good today. I... There's, if you look on the width, and I wanted to bring this up because people always say, oh, the width, you know, it's so wide, blah, blah, blah. The width of the Yamaha is 32.5 inches. The width on the Kawasaki, 32.3. It's point two. You didn't tell me that. Right. Really? It's only point two narrower than the Yamaha, the Kawi is. So <laughs> that's, that's nothing. But that is, perception this yeah. is what I tell people. When you look down or you put in your, your lovely thighs in between yeah. your, the Yamaha, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the, your eyes deceive you because of the intake of the shrouds. When you measure this bike, it is the same damn near. It's just you have to visually get used to it. And I think the width of where it comes out to the shrouds might be a little bit Bigger, I'll buy that. Wider, yeah. but when it's between the actual in between your legs mm. is is no is not that much bigger. So you people out there got to calm the f down. Okay, you have to give yourself some time to adjust. Don't judge a bike, and I tell all my guys this: don't go one lap and be like, "Ah, can't do it. Can't ride this thing. It's too. It's too wide, dude." Ride the thing 15 minutes without stopping. You'll see a lot of a positives versus all the negatives, right? And, of course, you still have that in the back of your head. Yes, okay, it's a little bit wider, but that doesn't mean it, does, it doesn't do certain things well. It can corner. It does do those things well. Uh, it's just the perception, and I really wanted to drive home these numbers because uh, it's damn close. The wheelbase I thought was interesting, too, because we talk about straight-line stability. The wheelbase on the Yamaha is 58.3 inches. Wheelbase on the Cowie is 58.5. What? Point two longer is the Cowie. Dude, I know it's only minuscule point two, but the Yamaha looks bigger and longer. And Well, to me, and this is why I brought crazy. this up, is because it's crazy. when I ride the Kawasaki, I feel like I'm towing a fucking trailer. Like, I feel like I'm cornering. And I got this trailer. I got it. Like, I just feel like it's long. But then I look at the numbers. It's not that much longer, which makes sense to me because I feel like the 
the Kawasaki is more stable than the Yamaha in some areas. So that makes sense. But maybe at your speed. Right. For me, the Yamaha felt more stable. And I think a lot of that stableness for you is the motor and the engine braking, how it just feels planted to the it, ground. It does. And the weight, of course. Yeah. It's but worth, it's not that much heavier. I mean I mean, eight pounds is a lot on a motorcycle. Okay. I, yeah. If you got rid of eight pounds, it's a huge difference. Like huge. Go on a diet. Well, let's take this for instance. Going from an air fork to a spring fork. Dude, I can feel that in two laps. You also could feel a pin between your box spring and mattress. Give but I feel like break. you could too. I honestly, I think everyone yeah. can do it. I think the the limit, if they were going to put a chart up of who can feel what at what pound rate. Gary Sutherland, do you think you'd feel it? Yes. <laughs> oh, Gary. He would complain about it. <laughs> he would complain about it and throw the bike at you, pick it up and throw it at you. I feel like three pounds difference, you'll feel somewhere. On the bike, if I told you, and, and let's say this, I let's say I didn't did, tell you, don't, tell, I, I didn't tell you, I like, that and I better. took the the three pounds off somewhere, you'd be like, huh, I feel something a little different. You would feel it. I'm telling you, anything less, like was, oh, people say, oh, it's twelve ounces lighter. You ain't gonna feel that. Yeah, you gonna feel that. Give me a break. So three pounds and up, I feel like on a motorcycle, it makes differences. Okay. And add or minus that, add three pounds, take away three pounds, you'll feel it somewhere. So that's my dyno chart, so to speak, for humans if they could feel weight, right? I like it. Um, so, again, ergonomically, I like a Kawasaki better. It fits me a little bit better. Uh, the, the rider triangle, the, the, the handlebars to seat to peg ratio, I feel like I'm not as cramped. My, on the Yamaha, I feel like my feet are up higher. And where, where my ass sits to the seat, to the, I feel like I'm kind of up and kind of scrunched in a little bit. I even, dear Yamaha, I left the fucking bar mounts in the front hole for you. I didn't move them back <laughs> so Travis can suck it. Exactly. Travis is going to bust you. So it wasn't bad. I got used to it. But I, I like my bar mounts in the rear hole. So do I. I, I. I do also. And that doesn't do enough for me to be like, oh, I'm. If I say I'm cramped now, that doesn't make it more cramped for me when I do this. This is going to sound weird. I'm just an old man. But if, if it's in the rear for me, and I like a flatter lower bar, mm-hmm. it makes me more centered on the bike Thank and you. sit back a little bit. I'm not. Well, it helps my cornering. Yes. It's almost yes. like the bar is, is in line with the fork better. And give me a little better leverage. Give me some more front tire contact pads, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I need I need that. I'm a front end steering guy. So am I. I need front end yeah. steering. Feel. I don't do rear. It feels weird to me. Right. I'm not in a speedway, so. Um, another thing we we brought up, a couple things. Kickstand. Oh yeah. So while we were taking the bikes out, we we're just kind of looking the bikes over, and 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 uh, the kickstand on the Kawasaki is sticking out, and I have some pictures of this, but it's it's so far away from. The bike, it's not tucked in like the Yamaha. The Yamaha's kickstand, and maybe this isn't important for you guys, but it has kickstands, and these are meant to be used, which we did today plenty of times. Uh, Waiting on me. Go ahead. I I feel (laughs) like if I was in some technical, really tight shit, that kickstand is vulnerable out there, right? Yeah, um, I saw that early on, and coming, you know, being raised by a hot rodder and former quarter-mile racer, um, 
I, the fit finish. and finish. Yes. The fit and finish. And I was like, Chris, look at this thing. And I didn't even look at, didn't even think about looking at the Yamaha, but I thought, look how far this thing is sticking look out. At look at, look at that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, James. So I, it, it didn't look right to me. It looked like it was only on there to enter this class, if you will, this uh-huh. moto off-road thing. And then once you got it, oh, you're just going to trash it anyways. It's, it's a closed course bike, right? Right. Then, then you pointed out, hey, but, Look at this one. You compete. You know, that's what you do for a living. You're like, look at this one. The Yamaha's all tucked in, purpose built, and, and it was just cleaner. It was like it was meant to be there. It wasn't an afterthought being bolted right. on. Yes, it was way cleaner, and it was tucked up and everything. And I was like, wow, okay, I, I didn't get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So to me, it just let's let's call a spade a spade. Kawasaki hasn't had the best fit and finish on bikes in a while. No bolts fall out. Hardware is not the best. Reliability, if you think reliability, you're not going to just pop up and say, Kawasaki, that, that doesn't happen. True. Uh, it has gotten better over time, but, I mean, just like today, the foot peg pin, <laughs> right? The pivot pin. Correct. And the foot peg started backing out. and the cotter, Backing up, backing up. The going back, against gravi- gravity. Yeah. yeah, it actually worked up towards and, and out the cotter pin saved it from popping out. Yes. So that, just shit like that is just crazy. random yeah. on on green bikes, yeah. right? Uh, I've stripped, and I'm not a big Titan guy on bolts, but I've stripped shit on the Cowie. I'm like, dude, I barely even did anything. The threads are that weak. Yeah. Um. So that being said, this is all something that falls into... Ninety-seven hundred dollars versus ninety-six, ninety-six Kawasaki, ninety-seven Yamaha. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, if I was categorizing the fit and finish slash reliability, I'm going Yamaha all day long because it's a fucking bulletproof motorcycle. Yes, I could beat the shit out of that thing, ride it a hundred hours. Our Don't buddy, our buddy that we ride with, that we leave from his house on these trail rides, Jimmy. Oh. He owns a Yamaha, does nothing to it. The grips are worn down to the throttle tube. The bike is hammered. It's trashed. It, I mean, the, the oil is probably sludge inside this thing, and it just runs. Just runs, and Jimmy hauls the freaking mail on that thing. I have no idea how he goes as fast as he does. And I just don't see that happening on a Kawasaki. No, Jimmy, would, he would shred it. I hate to say that, but he would shred that bike. So that is important as far as this, too. Now... I'm not going to sit here and just talk complete mad shit on reliability to Kawasaki's because I've owned, I shouldn't say that, so I've like, had Kawasaki's longer than 70 hours, and I've had zero problems with it. So it has happened. But I've also had more things happen to a green bike than I have a Yamaha bike, so i got to express that to people out there too. If you have a green bike, you're going to have to take care of her more so than the Yamaha bike, which is fine if you're really meticulous with your motorcycles and you take care of them and you change the oil all the time and you check your bolts. Probably not going to have any issues. You, you use good oil in your machines. It's a great bike. It, it's fine. But if you're lazy, sometimes like me, you just want to ride more, you're going to wash it and then put away, and then you're going to ride it the next week, maybe that's not the best machine for you. Okay? So there's categorizations on each of these little pieces of bikes right so again it's very important for you guys out there to understand who you are what you're riding 
And that will dictate where your money is spent. Yeah, what your expectations are. I I'm mean, not going to sit here and say, this bike is better. Honestly, if it was up to me, I would ride a Kawasaki. I would be like, I like this bike more than the, than the YZFX. That's how I feel. But then I'm thinking, okay, if I'm spending my money for the long duration, I know who I am. I'm not the master mechanic. I'm not tweaking out in the shop 24-7. I, I like to do other shit. I'm going to buy a Yamaha because it's less headache for me. It's like dealing with a chick nope. that is so easy to work with. Uh, okay, Heather. Mm-hmm. I married Heather because it's low fucking maintenance, dude. Correct. I love her. We're, we're, we're in sync in a lot of ways, and I don't have to worry about what I'm doing. I don't have to check up on her. The constant upkeep and you right. know, the building up of her. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole to me, show. the Yamaha is like a Heather yeah. for me. The Kawasaki is more like a, a hot L.A. model chick that I'm following on Instagram. That I'm like, damn, that's awesome. But then she's Next like, up what do you mean stage. you're going riding? <laughs> what do you mean? Let's take me here. You know, I don't want to take you here. Well, you just said that about the Kawasaki. I, I just hear you going into your DJ voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's up? 97.9 FM. That's right. Classic. Maserati. It's Maserati rock. <laughs> oh that's right. God. You want to you want, you want to do a lot of. Upkeep, that's right. Come here. It's Maserati. She's tight. She's wet. She's fit. But you're going to have to spend a lot of fucking time with her. And throw money that's at right. her. That's right. Kawasaki. That's what What's hey, let me uh, let me do the Kawasaki commercial for you. All right. Hey, everybody. You like to work on your bikes. Do you like the hot model that looks? Hey, and you even said this on the way up to the trailer. You're like, dude, that green looks good. It does. It's a beautiful bike. Right. It really is. Green is awesome looking. Hell yeah. Green. And then green with red gear. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like Christmas in my ass with that. I'm that's, telling you. That's awesome. Hey, that's the, that green is the color I'm painting the 66 Super Sport Nova. Oh, you really? Know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sick. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that green. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um. All right. Final thoughts on these bikes, Greg? So Final, final thoughts. Go ahead. You're going to go. I mean... I think I already know the answer, but yeah. people don't. Where are you spending your money? Gas, gas. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's If I was going to lay it down, it would just be the Yamaha. Yep. Um, because I feel I could do it all on that. I'm very familiar with the bike. And and I know it sounds like we may have talked trash on the Kawasaki. I don't want to say that way. I'm, I'm on. It, I'm in. That bike is badass. But... I, you know, I'm old, I've had a lot of different bikes, and there are some bikes that require more maintenance than others. Right. Of the big four, the Japanese, okay, I'm just taking, like, the KTMs and right. the Huskies and stuff off, off the table. But of the big four, I've owned them all. I've raced them all, I've broke them, repaired them, and, and I am by no, just, I don't get a big head, but I'm nowhere near your speed or level okay that's what i'm saying yes i know here we here we go now i know where aiden gets it from oh boy my little i'll back away from it Uh, you will but you can't screw with uh reliability and i and in my old humble opinion when it comes to reliability uh you can't touch a yamaha or honda right and then, uh, well, I well, I'm talking about not new Hondas. I'm talking about older. Okay. Um, this is just my old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzuki and Kawasaki are kind of a little lagging behind. Mm-hmm. Um, had great races on all the color bikes, 
but I always saw more upkeep with the with the yellow and the green. What more. at what point? This is a great question. I never thought about this. At what point do you look at what if this bike is just fucking amazing to you and you ride it well and you it, it you're simpatico with it? Simpatico. No, and it's no we're not talking about a, just a bike. Just a bike. Okay. But you know in the back of your mind it may not be the most durable machine. How good does it have to be in order for you to get past that little durable? But, but I'm saying it's a piece of shit durability-wise. I'm just saying it. like, hey, man, I'm going to have to take extra special attention to this. And it's going to be fine, but i got to put some attention into her off hours. Okay, and you know how I am with anything mechanical. Right. I'm just crazy about it. I mean, I'm on it. I overdo it, and I take care of it. Um whether it's a car or bike or you know whatever uh-huh. a dog leash, um, and let me let me let me just say what you said earlier in the show. Let me re, let me yeah. re, rephrase this. You you want to have a good time when you ride. Correct. That you're not there for a long time. You're there for, for a, good a good time. time. So right. go ahead. That makes points. Good point. Um, a couple different points. Uh, if I had to, I was going to put the money down. It'd be the Yamaha. Okay. Yeah, of the Japanese right now, in no question, it would be the Yamaha for me if I was putting the money down. Uh, for me, like I said, I would probably go with Yamaha just because the durability factor. But the Kawasaki is really close for me to the Yamaha. And if durability wasn't a factor, I would go with the Kawasaki just for the simple fact of I feel like I have a better time riding that KX than I do the Yamaha. No, oh, it's fun, and it's... You it's know. just, for me, like, I feel better on it. I can probably go faster on it, a.k.a. putting some suspension of my own on that. I feel like I could ride it hard, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm all about working smarter, not harder on the bike, and these are the reasons why I, I do certain things to motorcycles to make them better, so I don't have to try as hard, but yet I'm going fast. I like that. Yeah, you're not compensating. So right. you're going to change some parts to make it easier for you to go fast. And, and and if you're racing, you know, some of these guys that are listening to this, maybe you, you want to go race. What's the better contingency factor? Kawasaki kills Yamaha mm-hmm. in support out there in off-road racing. Um, even in motocross, Kawasaki is there. Every time I go to Amateur National, they're there. Uh, great support. Dealerships are awesome. Kawasaki has huge support through dealerships. Team Green is around. Brakes on bikes. Brakes on parts. Impeccable amateur support with Kawasaki. So that is another factor. Again, it just means you have to know who you are. Yeah, I mean, look at Loretta Lynn's were there last year. Huge, huge presence. Oh, my God. The Team Green was everywhere, and they And you could just have a, a Kawasaki, yeah. yes. bring it up, roll it up, boom, we got you. Yeah, they don't even know you. I couldn't believe that. They were washing and <gasps> prepping people's bikes. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, and just here you go, and, and would, and would yes. hey, man, hey, come back and at X time. We will have your bike ready. Prepped. Done. I was, and I, I was just blown away. You just don't see that kind of um, sponsorship, reliability. Right. A- Any more these days? Yeah, you don't. They don't. Yeah, people just don't give a shit. Yours a throwaway. Well, these these companies, KTM is pretty good. Yamaha's okay, but like, there's no one that's ever going to beat oh. amateur support like Kawasaki. Team Green. Oh my God. So they were on it. And a lot of these guys in the desert that switched to Kawasaki's, and I'm talking District 37, 
They love a Kawasaki because they get support and the bike's so stable and the frame is so good for how the speeds that they're going. Um, Jacob Argerbright is one of the guys that loves his Kawasaki. He came from a different brand. He loves it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Gary, another guy, loves a Kawasaki. Yeah. Well, he, so did Ricky until he, you know, yep. Honda picked him up. And I bet you car. if Ricky was unbiased, he would tell you the Kawasaki is better than his Honda. Oh, he raced the shit out of those KX 450s. Won championships on Yes, he did. He was hauling butt. Um, Gary was like, hey, I want to ride a Kawasaki because it Dude, feels good. Okay, here's the deal. Uh-huh. We love Gary. We know Gary. If that bike stayed together under Gary. And it did. Holy shit. He did, and it was fun. Gary is. He's, he's hard a, on brakes. He's, he's hard on clutches. He hauls the mail. He's a great rider, but, man, he is an animal. Gary Sutherland. Gary Sutherland. We love him in our hearts and our minds, <laughs> but I'm scared of him on the trail because he he'll punch you. He will punch you right off the track. All right, guys, so that is the breakdown of each bike. That's kind of the, uh, the cliff note version of just two dudes riding the bike, completely different styles, completely different times in their life, and me and Greg, are, we want – different things out of a motorcycle so uh there's two aspects of uh two ways of looking at it and for me both have specific areas that are great yeah both have merit yep yeah and uh both were fun there wasn't one time thinking i gotta get back on this bike now i was like i'm fine with whatever yeah I mean, and you, I mean, you know, because you, sometimes you trade bikes, you're like, oh, yeah, God, I gotta ride this thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like you're sentenced me to something of a bike. Dude, I, I was like, ride. I was like, okay, nope, no problem. Yeah, no problem. I'll ride whatever because it's, it's all fun for me. It was good. It so, was a good day. And take that back. Your pinball wizard was nice. <laughs> Dude, there is some kind of enjoyment for me. Yeah. Not that, they got, <laughs> not that you crashed, but like oh to see you send it in areas is like, I would climb these hills today. And I would see, and I would be like, oh, fuck, there's a little sketchy area. And Greg would have to be back a little bit because of the dust so he could see. But when I would ride over these certain, because sometimes you go around a bend up this hill, and you're like, oh, shit, there's some ledges that you're going to have to really pay attention to. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Greg's not going to like this part. <laughs> so I can't do anything because I'm going up the hill. And then uh, I get to the top, and I get to watch you come up the hill, and it's a fucking blast for me. <laughs> feet off. You know? the, dude, all I see is eyes in the goggles that are wide, <laughs> and he's off the back, and the throttle is on, and the clutch is... Yeah. And I'm like, and you're ding, 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 ding. I'm like, fuck. And then all of a sudden, whoop, dismount. <laughs> and the names I'm calling you, oh, my God. We dude. get there. We start the trail ride early in the morning. We have these big sand hills to get out of the valley up into the mountain. They're huge. And they're, they're big. They're big. So, And Greg's been struggling on this one for a couple times. Correct. So he's made it. But the last couple, he hasn't made it, right? Well, it's gotten in my head because I right. always made it for years. And then yes. our Thanksgiving ride or wherever that was, yes. um, yeah, I, I almost get to the top. I lay it over. You come running down off the... Yeah, I gotta help you get them up. Yeah, you get the bike like which uh, pisses like you a, off more. Like a bitch. Yeah. I'm a bitch now, and I'm climbing up the side, and all the other guys, <laughs> and, we, and, and we get we get fifteen, twenty guys out there, oh, and they're all looking and pointing. <laughs> Who brought this stupid old fat man? And I'm climbing no, up the side. What happens is you Jesus. go on these trail rides, and you know you always have that one guy that's not that good, and oh, you're like, my "Fuck God. me, this trail ride's gonna be long because they're gonna have to wait on this dude all the time," which you we didn't after that, but. <sighs> But I get it. So Greg had to start up this hill right early in the morning, and I go, Greg, this is what we're going to do to try these motors out and what it does. We're going to ride both of these up the hill. He's putting lipstick on the pig. I'm MFing him because yeah. this thing's in my this hill is huge. Right. It's in my head. Right. 
And then he proceeds to tell me, Greg, you know how to do this. You're used to do And so he goes back over, and the instructions, Kiefer comes out again. And I, and I do it in a way that's not belittling. It's just like, I want, it, I want you to succeed, so, right? So bad, so yeah. So I'm like, hey, just try this. So he's, he, he goes up the hill. First, I go up on the, on the YZ. I make it. No problem. It's fun. And then I come back down. I go, hey, shift into third. Da, 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 da. Well, he has trouble bump starting it down, and then he starts his hill at the very bottom, which has no run, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck. So he, he makes it. He's like, I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to make it. Three quarters up. It starts getting a little bit uh, uh, squirrely in the rear, mm-hmm. and you just go to the right and get yep. stuck. I just said, and then nope. now it's sketchy because you're on top of this hill. It's loose. I'm below the bike on this crazy tall hill. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to come down to just pile drive me, and I'm just rolling down and the hill. And then it's sandy. So what Fuck. happens, if you guys can relate to this, when you brake, rear brake on these sand hills, the sand falls away from your tires. So you basically pick up speed. Correct. When you're on the brake. Yeah, sometimes the sand passes you. Pushes you down. Yes. It's crazy. So I see Greg. He on the sand. He's braking. Rear brake only. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's going side to side. He has a tank slapper coming down the hill. I'm like, please let off the brake. Please let off the brake. He does. So we get past this. Simpatico. Yeah. I go, hey, man, we got to try this again. And you did. And you made it. Yeah. And it was no problem because you were yeah. in third gear. It tracked you right up. Yep. It was no worries. Yep. Easy money. And so now it's not in my head anymore. You got it. Yeah. You know what to do. Yeah. The so. body position's there in your brain. So, but the fact that <sighs> doing these trail rides with your buddies is a good time. I don't do it enough. And every time I go do it, I have a, I have a good time. It's dry. It's shitty. But whatever. It's just nice and relaxing. I enjoy trail riding. It's fun. And I'm sure it's the same way for you guys listening at home when you guys go with your buddy in the woods or wherever you guys are at. It's a nice time to bullshit, bond with your homies. You're on dirt bikes. Talking you, shit. You just, ride the same yeah. stuff. You, you get to see pinball shit. <laughs> you screw up. I mean, it's just, it's just a good time. So we, yeah. had a, we had a good time today. We did. And it's nice to share that with people, you know, because I think they can relate to all that. That's what's cool about our sport. Absolutely. They can relate. Absolutely. All these feelings, these, the shit talking, that you know, you got a pinball wizard in your group. Oh my god, it, it, it happens. I mean, I I wish your listeners could see like when we get our group together and oh, just like it's watch a shit show. It's a shit show, but watch Jimmy oh, Pardew, yeah, work his magic. He is amazing. And if you guys don't know, Jimmy Pardew is a local high desert legend here, and Travis he, he truly Preston's is. friend. But we've known him over many years. He refuses to wear gear. He wears dickies and a long sleeve t shirt. And work boots, lace up work uh, boots. A hat, uh, uh, <sighs> uh, basically a hat for a helmet because it's been used up. Yeah. Boots that are wear down to the shank. Mm-hmm. And he rips. He hauls ass. He hauls and ass. And he's the most I'm friendliest fucking guy ever. Humble. Just nice. How you doing, Chris? You know, oh what's going on, Chris? Like, yeah, geez, Chris. I don't know, Chris. Oh. Just nice, dude. Uh, do anything for you. His bike's falling apart. Travis has helped. Try I, to help. I've offered parts. Yeah, he you will got, not take it. He won't take it. He just keeps refixing it with duct tape or whatever, and he just hauls the freaking mail. Yeah, he is so fast on a bike. It's awesome. Yeah, just pure heart, you know. And uh, good times. Big balls. Big balls. I've yeah. got big, big balls. balls. You You've got, got big, big balls. balls. All right, guys. Yeah. This has been the RockyMountAntvMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Thank you for joining me. And, of course, don't forget, please support our advertisers that are on this show. They make good products. That's why they're here. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't be on. 
I could be a lot richer than I am, but I refuse to do that. So I'm going to stay middle class for y'all. I'm not going to become this bougie uh, yeah. uh, podcaster guy. Jumping from, yeah, next paycheck from, to yeah. next paycheck. Yeah. These guys Ice are really good. Bitter. They have really good products. I, I stand by it. And as, as always, as always, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. If you have any questions about these dudes or these bikes, or if you have a comment about Greg, God. Hit me up. Don't, because he'll. Tell I will me. forward don't, that to Greg's uh, email address, and I'll make him answer it because it's been a while since he's answered emails. <laughs> hey, what are you trying to say? It's been a year. I, okay, it's time it's for you to year. answer emails again. No, I don't want to. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's not go. Let's Greg not go. is. At, hey, I'm looking at Greg right now, and he's bogging. I'm gonna tell you right now. I can see it in his face. He's tired. I got shit kicked out of me today. Okay. He's tired. He's gonna take a nap. Yeah. A nappy nap. That's what all goes to. And you got to feed the, the 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 animals. Yes, the horse, ducks, chickens. Two thirty, yeah, almost time. And uh, we'll be back next week. Guess what? I'll let you in on a little secret. Ah, I wore knee pads today. <laughs> it was awesome. I wore <laughs> knee pads today. Rhino has sparked this whole fucking thing oh, about boy. knee braces and knee pads and and blah blah blah. So you know what? I wore knee pads today, and I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be a great fucking show. I won't let anything out. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to let shit out. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to I'm going to hit you guys with a knee brace versus a <laughs> knee pad test. Give you uh, some insight on each side of this. And I honestly, you'd be a good for this too as well because I feel like the conversations that we had today about them. Yes. You have you have good insight on both sides, right? Correct, because I've had knee injuries. Right, throughout the years, you know, I always played sports stuff, but I've had. I'm going to bring some other guys, uh, that wear knee guards and get their aspect on it. Yes, I and think then, you should. And we're going to just have a little round table. It's going to be. Ugly. And then we're going to tag Rhino. Oh, and don't, get, and don't get him. Don't get him, spark. Don't Let's get him, get him worked up. Oh God, Rhino! God, he's a good dude. He's a good dude, but man, he is. He's oof. out there. He gets opinionated, and it's man, fucking awesome. I. He gave his dog rhino hydration fuel today. <laughs> Hold on. Let me finish the story. Oh, Just wait. I saw on Instagram, rhino gave his pit bull rhino power hydration fuel. The dog miraculously. 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 The dog. Miraculously. <laughs> dog miraculously. <laughs> the dog miraculously lost its cough. It's gone. Hydration fuel. I'll show. I'm gonna show you the fucking Instagram. Okay, oh, he God. had a cough the night before. Rhino's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna give you some hydration fuel, dog." <laughs> Who would think? Uh, Listen, you didn't tell me this. I just saw it. That's why. Oh my God! And dog is cured. <laughs> da, da, da. You know what? I'm just gonna start a show. All Fuck. these things Rhino does, and I'm gonna test him myself. Oh my God! All right, you don't like a neck brace? I'm going to try no neck brace. I'm going to crash my brains out. I'm going to try it with a neck brace and without a neck brace. And we're going to have a podcast about that if I'm still around. Oh, my God. And if yeah, not, exactly. you have to do the podcast. Shit. Uh, then we're going to do this, this knee pad, Don't knee worry. guard thing. Hey, I'll take care of Heather. Don't worry about that. Oh, I bet you would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your hey, listeners would, What too. a great friend. Hey. Yeah, gnomes out. <laughs> gnomes out. Gnomes out. Gnomes out. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a whole other show. Have you done that show yet? Oh, no. I've told people on, on oh, Coffee God. with the Kiefers, we uh, explain oh, what my. gnomes out means. Oh, my God. It's so classic. I still want to drive through that neighborhood. We will. We'll have to I just want to know. I just want to feel dirty. Oh, my God. Gnome's out. Fucking gnome's out. Oh, boy. Gnome's All right, guys. I think it's time to wrap this show up. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're failing. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. As always, support these guys out here. They help us uh, move this sucker along. 
and we'll see you at the track. If you see me at the track, come by, say hi. If you see Greg, you see a bald-headed dude packing a gate in front of the gate. Oh, God. Oh, Yell at him first, then say <laughs> hi to him second. That's Greg, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. See you all. Take care, guys.